Ready? You look a lot tanner than me, but it's whatever. You're cooler than me, too. <laughs> it's whatever. Bloopers. I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Sitting next to Ghost. Mm-hmm. It is Halloween season. <laughs> wow. Go ahead. I love you. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Hello and welcome to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are officially in Texas. Yeah, dude. And I got my daughter with me. <laughs> Dog daughter. Bella girl. Um, how was the move? Should we tell them anything that happened? What, what was eventful that happened during the move? Nothing really, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple complications, but it's okay. Um, Friday was a really long day in the car. <laughs> yeah. Mine wasn't that bad. I only drove four hours. She drove like... 14. 17 trillion. Hey, you know what the good news is though? Instead of 14 hours from each other, now we're 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly 14 minutes. Too. That, yeah. That is a 6. big change. 6.7 miles. Oh, you mapped it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Of course. All right, what are we talking about today, honey? All right, dude, so, um, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. During the journey of me going to church and stuff like that, uh, I thought I was filled with the Spirit, and I never was, and I never understood what it meant until I got filled with the Spirit. I just think there are too many people in America in specific that go to church and aren't filled with the Spirit, because Mm -hmm. churches would be completely different if people were filled with the Spirit. Um, John Bevere talks about this a lot churches that aren't in the west are completely different um because they are honoring god in a way of them actually being filled with the spirit and it's not some like just check off the box type religion thing mm-hmm. that we got going on in the west so let's just it's actually both of our stories yeah let's let's start from the top honey your uh, um, salvation story. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole the whole. Yeah, no, we won't. thirty chapters. It can just be like a spark note. <laughs> okay. What? Mine's thirty chapters too. Mine actually may be like sixty. Yeah, there's a lot to it. But basically, lived my entire life thinking I was saved and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like went to went on mission trips, went to church camp, went to a Christian music festival. Every single time I went to all those events, said the salvation prayer right. I believe in Jesus. I give you my life. Mm-hmm. And he was never truly in my heart. Mm-hmm. So experiencing that and then truly receiving him and being filled with the spirit is like totally different. Wait, like, did you go on any mission trips? I did. How'd you feel? Like when like when you would go to them, like what was the point of going? Um, it was because my church was doing it and I wanted to hang out with my friends. Oh, okay. So it wasn't actually... It wasn't something that God actually put on your heart? No, not at all. Okay. Go ahead. It was just a checkbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which <coughs> I think a lot of times is what church is now, unfortunately. And then anything involved in church, it's like, oh, I should be involved um, in the church or go to church and go on mission trips and give money and do all these things because you see other people doing it and the church you know the pastor tells you to mm-hmm. like be involved go do this it's literally a list that's what i started doing with tithing before i got saved because i've been tithing for like 
nine months and it was actually no it's been close to probably like a year now but I was literally doing it just because like pastors and uh, special guests we would have they would come up and say like we're going to talk about giving because this is what God wants you to do and stuff like that and I'm like great I want to do what God wants me to do but I never it was never like in my heart in a way of like I actually want to do this it's because like someone told me to do it and I guess this is just what Christians do right yeah and I feel like that's a lot of people nowadays is like they hear somebody doing it or someone tells them to do it like a pastor and then it's not actually led by the spirit. You don't feel it within you to like tug to like do it. Yeah. And I'll say one thing too, if whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's a calling on your life or an anointing or, or giving or serving, whatever it may be, if it's not led by the spirit, then you're going to completely miss the blessing too. Like every single time. Um, and when I was giving a lot, I remember I would I would give the first of every month and I would give just because they tell me to and I wouldn't even realize my life change at all. And like I have this money, I may as well give it away. But like I would completely miss like the whole point of why I'm actually doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm giving it away to get a blessing. Yeah. But when it's led by the spirit, you're going to receive blessings in a way of which you wouldn't have known it was a blessing if it wasn't led by the spirit in the first place. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It does. Okay. And that's unfortunately most of the world. So that's why we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. All right. You weren't done with your story. Well, I kind of touched on most of it. Just there's a verse in First John. I think it's, hold on. I don't know it. It's First John 3.15, I think. I do know it. Yeah. 5.13. Here I was we go. Wrong. Um, basically, that says like <coughs> that you should know that you're saved. Yeah, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know if they have it. Yeah, dude. So here's here's another one. So this is 1 Thessalonians, starting at verse 5. I was really just talking about this verse like you were still in Ohio. It was like a month ago. Um. Because Michelle and I talk about this topic a lot. Um, so this is First Thessalonians uh, 1 verse 5. It says, For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. This is what's really cool about Christianity too. No other religions have this. The Holy Spirit? Like, no other religion has this, oh, now now you're in. Yeah. Like, it's for every other religion on the face of this planet, it's, nope, you have to work until you're dead. Yeah. And if you don't, you're screwed. Yeah. You know? And literally, that verse is saying it gives you full reassurance. Yeah. When you're filled with the Spirit that you're going to be in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's I think that's why so many people created other religions and no, that's denominations exact- because they didn't understand that concept. Maybe they didn't receive it themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to go back to the Old Testament, right? The Old Covenant where you literally have to do all of these things in order mm-hmm. to be saved. Dude, literally, if you look at every other religion that's ever been invented ever, it is Christianity perverted. It is. That's all it <laughs> and is. And the Bible literally tells you that yep. that's going to happen. Yep. Like Muhammad, he was approached by a demon 
literally told him to base his values off the Bible and he completely perverted it. Mm-hmm. Slept with multiple women, killed over 3,000 people, started tons of wars, like just a bunch of terrible, terrible stuff. Um, and now it's called the religion of peace, which is completely, completely false. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was made like a couple decades ago because yeah. it was starting to become... Um, not a good religion they had to save it but anyway that that's a completely different another topic yeah actually now thinking about it um christianity is the only religion that you can tell someone's a christian by just knowing them mm-hmm. and not knowing what they do like yep. just ha- like having a conversation with them mm-hmm. you can literally tell the fruit in someone's life and whether or not they are truly a believer mm-hmm. and now i'm not saying that we can go around and judge Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's not this goal like whatsoever Um, because it's not our place. But I've encountered experiences where I've literally met someone and been like, I don't know if they're truly filled. Mm -hmm. And they're saying they're a Christian. They're going Mm -hmm. to church. They're doing all these things. And that's why we're talking about it, because I feel like so many people are maybe in our position that we used to be in thinking, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. We throw that term around like it's a none of the above, like I am not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. So I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. because I believe in a higher power. But Mm -hmm. it's like that term literally means follower of Christ. And how are we supposed to be a follower of Christ if we're not bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was this guy that approached me the other day um, over DM and he was like, Christianity is so stupid because it's literally y'all in the same religion and y'all are judging each other on who's the most righteous. And I was like, that's completely incorrect. What you are probably referring to is people labeling themselves as Christians and them not being filled with the spirit. And the people that are filled with the spirit say, Hey, if you were filled with the spirit, you wouldn't approach the situation this way. Cause the Holy spirit literally convicts you in a way of staying far away from sin as possible now obviously as humans we're gonna mess up lots and lots and lots of times however the holy spirit tells you don't do that don't do this don't say that that's literally what the spirit says to you as you are living your life on a daily basis so when that guy approached me and he was like it's just a competition to be more righteous And my head immediately went to, actually, no, we love them so much, we're trying to correct them Mm -hmm. because we want to see them in heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there's a difference between like someone saying they're saved and they're not, and then someone being saved, but the guy that's saved is trying to help another person that is already saved. Like, we're not completing or we're not competing for who is more righteous, too. We're just growing off each other and helping each other. There, there's no such thing as trying to be more righteous. Mm-hmm. That's not, nowhere in this book, this book doesn't say you can be more righteous. Mm-hmm. It says you can be freer. Mm-hmm. It says you can be more free. You can break more change. Mm-hmm. You can't be more righteous. Um, and this guy said he was from culinary school and stuff like that. And I'm like, or not culinary school, <laughs> uh, Bible college and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. What Bible college did you go to? And then he didn't answer. Um, okay, honey, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So someone that has been saved has what, honey? So this is in Galatians 5, verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Okay, honey, real quick. Do you remember? So the reason why Michelle came back to me, she's way out of my league. The reason why the reason why she came back to me after our first phone call was because she was like, you have the fruit of the spirit. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I was like recently saved um, and I didn't really know what that meant. And she was like, do you know what the fruit of the spirit is? And I'm like, no, I don't. And then she read me that verse and I'm like, wait a second. I have all of those things now. (laughs) And I never had that. Wait, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did. You did tell me that? Yeah. That you didn't know? Yeah, that I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you said, let me read you the verse. Yeah. Or or you said, do you know the fruit of the Spirit? And I was like, no, I don't. You don't remember that? I don't, no, I don't remember that. <clears throat> well, you're stuck with me now. <laughs> no, but honey, just from like seeing your videos, I was like, I yeah. can literally tell that this guy is filled with the Spirit and joining your one live that I joined. Yeah, and it's funny how many people say that too. I'm not trying to like hype myself up or anything, but... A lot of people started to say that once I got saved and I didn't really know until we started like dating. You're like, no, this is why people are like this first. Yeah. This is yeah, why yeah, people yeah. are saying this. That's another good point, honey, that I want to talk on is if people around you after you give your life to Jesus start to notice a change and they start to tell you like that you're a different person and they start acting different and towards you. Like I know we've talked about like certain people will watch their language or like apologize for it. And it's like, I didn't say anything mm-hmm. like they yeah. just like literally know yeah. that you're filled with the spirit. Like yeah. that is another indicator. If people keep making comments like, oh, you're different or something like that, then yeah. chances are. Yeah. 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 You have him. Yeah. I want to make this very, very clear too. anything besides Jesus in this world is darkness. So when you are truly filled with the spirit, people can feel your light and feel your spirit when you walk into a room, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's filled with Muslims. I don't care if it if it's filled with atheists, Hindus, um, lukewarm Christians, whatever it may be. Um, they are going to feel the light immediately when you walk into that room mm-hmm. just with the fruit of the spirit. So the first point I wanted to go over was just godly character. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, the works that you do in church, whatever. Um, literally doesn't matter at all. Like Michelle has said, her and I have talked to a lot of people who do good in church and stuff like that, and they don't have peace. They are not filled with joy. They aren't gentle. (laughs) And it's like, shoot, dude. No self-control. Yeah, no self-control. A lot of that. And also, pause real quick. Here we go. Before we get too far into it, I want to make this comment. Because I don't want us to sit here and talk about all of these things saying that we're perfect. Okay. Oh, yeah. I really want to make that point. Oh, we are yeah. not sitting here saying we're filled with the spirit and we have the fruit of the spirit and we're literally perfect. That oh, is yeah. not at all yeah, what no. we're trying to say right now. We mess up often. Oh, okay? yeah. We are not perfect. But oh, yeah. we are just here to share the things that we've learned mm-hmm. and how we know that we've received our salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that that was necessary because I am an absolute complete mess. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Are. Wow, we are a mess. I can't even begin to tell you how much of a mess we are. Whew. Okay. We're a mess together. Yeah, thank God for Jesus. Um, so just a couple of notes that I put down. 
um, when it comes to like works and stuff like that is um, I said, what good does it do when you can speak in tongues yet you cuss out your spouse? What good does it do when you serve but you have no joy while doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, because again, this goes on the thing of people read what the power of the Holy Spirit actually does and they'll use it to their advantage, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're filled with the Spirit. And even to that point, um, I may be wrong on this. I don't even know if you can use the power of the Holy Spirit if you're not filled. No, you can't. So you can't. So when it comes to like people speaking in tongues and prophesying and stuff like that, you better make sure they're filled with the Spirit, or you're not getting that prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting that. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, that's why I think a lot of people will claim that they fell away from Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were never truly filled. So from the, the outside, they looked like they were, yeah. right? They were involved. They were going to church. They were doing all these things. And then they fell out of Christianity. The, the deconstru- deconstruction. I got tons of verses um, for it. Go ahead. But I think that's why nowadays people keep talking about that. Like it's like a thing that keeps happening. But... The Bible literally says that once you're filled with the spirit, like you're not going to want to leave. And I don't know about you, but once I received the Holy Spirit and accepted Jesus, um, I don't want to ever leave. (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to speak your language, honey. Give me a second. Mm. Here we go. Okay. This is going to be a juicy one. I hope it's the right verse. Oh, yep, it's highlighted. Here we go. Here we go. So Hebrews 6, starting at verse 4, it says, For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who are once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible Mm. to bring such people back to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing him to the cross and once again holding him up to public shame. Ouch. There you go. Just a little, just a little subtopic too that I wanted to talk about was when people say, uh, like the fruit of my life. And this is something that I recently learned is the fruit that Jesus is talking about does not come with things of the world. So like materialistic items, um, like a bigger house, a bigger car, um, more money, stuff like that. Um, when Jesus is talking about fruit, he's actually meaning about the character that you're developing. That's, that's the fruit he's referring to. Um, and that's kind of what I meant earlier when I was like, we can't be more righteous. However, we can be more free. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that, um, we listen to the Holy Spirit's convictions because the blessings that the Holy Spirit gives us doesn't always come in tangible items. Usually it comes in you growing your character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which in turn will grow the kingdom and get more people saved. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point Mm -hmm. of following the Holy Spirit's convictions because your character is going to grow. You're going to be able to speak to more people in a loving way. They're going to come to Jesus. Heaven's going to grow. Everyone's going to have a party up there. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) That's, that's what it's all about. And so that's, that's what we were meaning. Like that's where the evidence of the Holy Spirit in someone's Mm -hmm. life is actually going to be is in someone's character. It's not going to be about how many mission trips they go on or whatever it may be. The greatest evidence that the Holy Spirit um, dwells in you is the character of Christ revealed through you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so another thing I want to talk about, honey, was um, just someone wanting to be like Jesus. Because what what I was studying too is wanting to have the desire to actually be like Jesus. Because some people don't want to. I'll be completely straightforward. A lot of people, I didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, the, you have to the pick whole, up your cross daily. Yeah, the whole 14 months when I was going to church, I didn't want to be like Jesus. I'm like, this is cool, but I still don't want to be like him. Yeah. I, I lied to myself and said I wanted to, but I actually, I knew it, I knew it was going to take work. Mm-hmm. And you have to die to yourself. Yeah. That's and, the biggest thing. And there was a lot of stuff I wanted to hold on to. It took yeah. me a while. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing. When you fully surrender, life is literally on, well, actually, I'm not going to say life's easy because it's not, but you don't have to listen to the world anymore. You don't have to listen to uh, some dork on the internet say this is what you have to do to be successful. You can listen to Jesus because, shoot, he's going to be the one that makes you successful. So uh, this is Galatians 5, starting in verse 17. Um, It says, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. We can get into the law of Moses another episode. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get into that right now. But, so what that is saying is if you are desiring to have or to to be like Jesus, um, then the Holy Spirit is going to convict you on what's evil and what's good. And I'll be the first to say it. When I fully gave my life to Jesus and fully surrendered, there were so many things that changed in my heart without me even knowing it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about this when we get to um, experiencing revelations. But, dude, just like little tweaks and like things I would say. Like I remember my buddy Tino, whenever we would call each other, um, I would say, I'm not going to say it on camera. I would call him, you a, told me I would call him a stupid nickname. And, um, like it would, it it was just like an inside joke, but it wasn't, it wasn't very nice. Um, and when I got saved, I called him at like two or three times, maybe. Um, and every time I would say it, I would get really convicted Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, I just don't feel right saying this. Mm -hmm. So it eventually changed from that word, um, to like buddy or brother or, um, dude or whatever we say on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people like try to be a certain way or like you see someone else not doing something so then you don't do it. But like when you truly have the spirit, it's all natural Mm -hmm. and you just like feel it and then you just it's whether or not you're going to obey it. Right. So Mm -hmm. like you just said, you said it a couple times after that and then you eventually stopped. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Are you sweaty? Yes. I turned the air off. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) I need some ice chips. (laughs) Do you want me to turn it back on? Do you think you can hear it? We can just turn on the fan. <laughs> it's getting pits are starting to sweat a little bit. Holy moly. Oh, it's 75 degrees. Honey, what? It's cooling. This woman's trying to smoke me out. <laughs> I just cooled it to 73. We're okay, good. Here okay. we go. Sanctification is a process, right? So it's not like. It might take you a couple times feeling that conviction to like actually obey it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a immediate thing, but you will start to feel that tug that like you're not supposed to do something or that you're supposed to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he then leads you. 
So the next point I briefly wanted to touch on was power. I didn't really want to talk about like prophesying and speaking in tongues and teacher and, and like teachings and stuff like that. Um, what I kind of wanted to talk about was influence because especially at a lot of mega churches, um, we'll have, you know, false teachers and just like false prophets and stuff like that. What I wanted to talk about was the reason why the Lord gives us this power of the Holy Spirit is not to give us a platform and for us to again with the fruit it's he's not giving it to us to have more materialistic things on this earth it's not why he's doing that he's actually giving us the spirit to glorify him the whole point of the holy spirit is to draw attention to jesus it's not to draw attention towards you mm-hmm. and that's something that we actually talk about a lot is and this is actually right when we started dating um i told her i'm like i really think i have a very high anointing on my life so one thing I really want you to keep my head on about is no matter how far God takes me in social media, ministry, whatever it may be, I always want you to remind me that I'm going to be at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's something that this was early on when we first started talking. Mm-hmm. But now as we've grown our relationship and stuff like that is something that we tell each other mm-hmm. um, because the work that we're going into, it's more of a dynamic duo. Um, with not only this podcast, but also like behind the scenes stuff for like clothing and um, my business and stuff like that. Um, so it's something we have to remind ourselves a lot about. Um, we don't want anything to get to our heads. Um, everything that we're doing is going to be glorifying Jesus and bringing more attention to him, not us. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, God gave me influence. He gave me a platform. Um, but the point of the platform is to invite God in mm-hmm. to it. Um And I know there's probably some people on here that want to be content creators and stuff like that, which is great. Um, And I would encourage y'all to do it just to glorify him in whatever works you may do. You may not be preaching at all. You may be doing art projects or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Just make sure to glorify his name in whatever you do. I mean, I know there are about... 17 verses first corinthians 10 31 so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of god yeah and that like you said that could be anything Mm -hmm. so yeah we're sitting here recording a podcast about what it's like to follow jesus but you can be a teacher Mm -hmm. or a doctor or anything and do people need jesus in those in those areas yeah. Like the people that you encounter. And it could just be an everyday thing. Like it could be you at the gym wearing a Jesus shirt. Maybe this one right here. <laughs> and links someone, down below. <laughs> someone comes up to you and says, I like your shirt. And then you start a conversation. Who knows? You could share the gospel right there and get that person saved. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what you do. Yeah. Anywhere you are. You can literally share the love of Jesus. Yeah. Ministry ministry is not you're on a platform speaking. Yeah. Ministry is you're at work and, and someone is having a bad day and you're like, okay, may I pray for you? Yes. That's ministry. Yeah. This whole social media realm about like ministry too needs to be needs to be stopped. Because a lot of I, I get tons of DMs about people like, I want to start my ministry, I want to start posting content about Jesus online and stuff like that. And I'm like 
if God called you to do that, yeah. awesome. If yeah. not, stay at your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you you don't this God about- doesn't God doesn't hate you for not using your platform right. to glorify him. Yeah. Um again, he just wants you to <laughs> have a great character. Yeah. And yeah, what is he calling you to do? Like cuz I I struggled with that for a while like I went to nursing school for mm-hmm. the first two years of college and mm-hmm. then switched to business. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but like whatever he's calling you to do will come with peace. It might be uncomfortable. Like the first time I started filming episodes, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, but it was what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. So I followed it. Right. Like whatever he's calling you to do, like it could be anything. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be peaceful. It's going to be um, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one, which is the biggest one, is you have to rely on him. Mm-hmm. He's not going to... We were talking about this the other day at, at dinner. Um, and someone said, uh, yeah, the Lord's not going to give you anything you can't handle. And I'm like, yep. Who told you that? <laughs> the Lord's given me a lot of stuff I can't handle. Without him. Yeah, without him. Exactly. I can give you Bible for it, too. <laughs> Literally the whole Old Testament. Joseph... David, Isaac. All right, honey, what next? I wanted to talk about Ezekiel 36. And we'll just read it. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. It says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And if we go, if we skip to the New Testament, right, and we talk about Paul's story, um, if you're familiar with the Bible, he was Saul and literally killed Christians um, and then had an encounter with God and received Jesus and ended up writing most of the New Testament. And I feel like we kind of mentioned this earlier, but people from the outside viewing your life will literally notice that change and tell you about that change. And if you are someone that has witnessed a big change in someone's life after receiving Jesus. And it's made you question, oh, I don't know if I fully received him because I've never experienced something like that. Um, I just, I would just pray to God and ask him, like, have I received you? Because we want to have that clarity um, Mm -hmm. and confidence that we are saved. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people will think that they are, and Mm -hmm. then again, they'll witness something and it's unbelievable. Like Mm -hmm. they literally don't believe that Jesus is capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And just pray to God. Cause that's literally what I did. I was like, maybe I haven't, I literally, the, when I started going to the home church that I just left, I literally told someone, I don't remember when I actually received Jesus. I've said that prayer so many times. Every single time someone has said that prayer and said, like, do you accept Jesus? I said yes every single time. And I was like, I don't remember an exact moment. Six months later, I fully gave my life to Jesus. And I was like, wait a second. I never did. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. I said it for like 14 months straight. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And what were we both missing? Like we said it, right? Yeah. And we like. We believed that Jesus was real, yeah, right? We, were, we, we didn't believe in our hearts. Yes, that is the key. So if you are someone that is in the position that we were in, like just pray to God, have him reveal to you whether or not you've received it. 
and he'll tell ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, dude, don't like, don't be scared to pray that prayer either. Yeah, I think two of the biggest prayers people are scared about is one: Am I going to heaven? God mm. makes it very obvious. I'll yeah, be, if if you come in to prayer um, with a completely open mind and open heart with no assumptions going into it because that's a big thing too some people go into prayer expecting to hear an answer um like expecting to hear one thing or another i used to be that way i used to too um and if you just go into it just like god open me up am i gonna see you one day Mm -hmm. he'll he'll make it very obvious he'll either completely overwhelm you with with love and joy he may say no he may say what are you scared about he may say a lot of things. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not Jesus. The next little little thingy I wanted to talk about was just the to know if you are truly filled with the Spirit is the love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. How much time you spend with them, how much you talk about them, mm-hmm. and if you're helping other people in their walk as well. Yeah. Um. So a verse I wanted to read was Romans five five. It says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So our anchor verse for our relationship kind of goes on that point because Michelle and I in past relationships, we never um, gave people complete love. Mm -hmm. Um, Complete love is selfless. there was not one point in Jesus's time on earth um, where he was selfish with whatever he did. He was completely selfless. Um, all he wanted people to do was to follow him um, and to trust in him. You're not going to be able to share people um, God's love unless you have received the Holy Spirit. And she was the first person that I've ever given my complete love to because before her, I may have dated one person before we got together when I got saved, but it was like a date. We didn't, we didn't click, um, type stuff, but yeah, she's the first person who has received, um, my complete love Mm -hmm. as a partner. And to go further on that point, the friends that I have around me have experienced a complete change in how, I respond to them, how I honor them, how I respect them, how I listen to them, stuff like that. Um, And that's not going to be done by still living by yourself. To go along like the lines of love, um, you'll also desire to learn more about God through his word. I was just about to say that. Um, So 2 Timothy 3... Uh, 16 through 17 says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but um, I got another. when I first gave my life to Jesus, so actually a fun fact, I had a Bible that I bought prior to giving my life to Jesus. And I read that thing for six months and had no idea what it said. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into that, honey. (laughs) (coughs) Because I was the same way. And then once you're filled with the spirit and you read the Bible and you'll get convicted about certain things based on what you're reading. Right. So like, how do you have a relationship with someone that you don't spend time with? How do we spend time with God? We spend time in his word. So this is first John two verse 27. 
um, it goes on to say, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. Hmm. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches you is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And uh, that's not saying like you don't need teachers and stuff in your life. However, what it is saying is when you see something evil and what you see something that is not right, or this is a different religion, or um, someone living in sin, you don't need to teach yourself that's not right. Because the spirit makes it very obvious that that's evil and that's not right. It's not manipulative. It's not trying to persuade you one way. Mm -hmm. It's out of love Mm -hmm. because he wants to see you in heaven. And I know I talk about Islam a lot because I have a very big Islamic following. Um, I don't know why, but I would say probably 40,000 of my followers are Islamic. Mm -hmm. And when I fully gave my life to Jesus and started talking about Jesus, they were like, oh, you're living in a lie. Like you need to switch over. Mm. And I didn't do much research on the religion Mm -hmm. at all. But I felt a tug being like, this is very evil, shouldn't go there. Mm -hmm. Like, just very evil, shouldn't go there. So as I've, you know, gone through my sanctification process and stuff, I've been learning more about their religion. And what's wild is the more I learn about their religion, the more truth that this is. Mm -hmm. Like, the more truer. I don't know if it can get more true, but it's like revelation after revelation um everything is in here yeah yeah like we talked about that the other day (laughs) yeah yeah literally um people trying to pull you different religions or people trying to oh i do want to make this point too you will feel in your spirit whether or not you're with someone that's filled and that doesn't mean that you get to be mean to them I just want to make that clear yeah. because we still are able to show love because we have the Holy Spirit um, and we've received Jesus's love. So if you encounter someone that is not representing Christ very well, that doesn't mean that you get to like yell at them and say like you're destroying Jesus's name and all this kind of stuff. Like it's literally just you come to them out of love and say like, that you're worried um okay so this is romans 16 uh 16 17 paul's final instructions and now i make one more appeal my dear brothers and sisters watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught stay away from them such people are not serving christ our lord they are serving their own personal interest by smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. Hmm. And the reason why people leave Christianity is because they are the innocent people Paul is talking about. Yeah. Because they're not filled with the Spirit. Yeah. And that's why he's calling them innocent. Yeah. Because if they were if 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 they were filled and they knew they were filled, they would know it's evil. Yeah. So innocence in that standpoint means they don't know any better. Yeah. They don't have the spirit, so they don't know that which is correct or which is wrong. They may have been raised in a Christian household, so they think it's right, but they're not actually filled. So when another person comes and maybe they're nicer than your parents, they're like, oh, it's because your parents don't have this in your life, so come follow this. Mm -hmm. Like they're innocent. They don't know any better. Yeah. All right. The next thing I wanted to talk about was revelations that you receive. Uh, We kind of just talked about this, but I want to go more in depth. Okay. The first revelation I ever received... It was literally um, two days after I got saved. 
and um, it was on a Monday, and I was working out downstairs, and I was I was praying to God during my workout, and I was like, um, why am I so happy now? Why am I filled with joy? Why did I feel so bad when um, I had everything? Um, and the Holy Spirit convicted me and, and told me to go downstairs um, or go to the pool and read the book of James. And I'd, I've never read the book of James before. And it's a really short book. It's really good. Yeah, it's a really short and a really good book. It's right after Hebrews. Um, so I read it once and I was like, I, I didn't really get anything out of it. Um, and I was eating dinner. And this was later in the day. It was like 6, 6.30. And the Lord said, read it again. I said, yes, sir. Um, so I went to my desk and I actually focused this time. And so I read James 1, James 2, nothing. And then when I got to James 3, it started to really speak to me. So we're starting at James 3, starting at verse, uh, I'll just read all of it. So starting at verse 13. So this is James 3, verse 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is a selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So that's how I felt my whole time after dropping out of college, moving to Houston, and pursuing my dream. I didn't know what my dream was. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, I said that was my dream because I was following my heart. I wasn't following God. So the reason why I felt like that is because I was following stuff that was evil. And the more you follow evil, the more you're going to feel detached from yourself because you don't have a relationship with the Father and the one who created you. Um, so the revelation I got from that was it was like a, oh, now I understand why I was garbage mm -hmm. because I was literally disconnecting myself from the one and only one who created me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm following all of these evil deeds, I was selfish. I just wanted worldly things. I wanted worldly success. I wanted money, all these things. It's completely straying me away from God. Mm -hmm. And when you're, and when you're being pulled away farther from God, you're going to get that anxiety and depression um, inside of your heart a lot longer than you want it to be too. Mm -hmm. That was the first revelation I ever received. It was sick. And you know what the worst thing was? Is I had nobody to tell. Aww. Yeah. Cause I didn't know if anyone else was filled with the spirit because I didn't, I didn't know if my sister was, I didn't know if my dad was, I didn't know if my roommate was. Um, I didn't have anyone at that time in my life where I'm like, dang, who can I tell? And I just sat there in my room. It was between you and God. Yeah. It was cool. That's special. Yeah. It's cool. Wow. All right, honey. Lay it on me. Um, well, you know the story about how I gave my life to Jesus, right? What happened? I do. A flat sure do. A huge answered prayer. So that night, it was it was based upon... Wait, I actually told you the prayer, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot it, but you told it to me. So I was in a relationship with someone that was saying they were a Christian. Stinky. And, 
And I was so confused and so lost because I was pursuing a relationship with Jesus. I didn't fully give my life to him, but I was pursuing it. And so I was starting to like feel tugs. I didn't have the Holy Spirit, but I was like, I knew what was wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And I knew that our relationship was wrong and things that he was doing was wrong. And I prayed and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now, but um, if this is not where you want me, I just pray that you give him the courage to break up with me and me the strength to get through it. And the next day he did. Um, oh, and, oh yeah. I remember that. And then that night is when I fully gave my life to Jesus. And or not. I don't remember that. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was sitting in prayer and I was like, okay, yeah, you're real. And I've never received you. I was alone in my bedroom, jamming out to worship music, bawling my eyes out because not because of the breakup, because of the overwhelming love I was feeling from Jesus. And I had a revelation. It was either that night or the next day. Um, I won't get into details, but basically like things were said the next day. Um, and I was like, I'm good. I'm good with Jesus. He's all I need. And my revelation was I was always the girl that like wanted a boyfriend and I held on to relationships for way too long that should have ended right away. And after fully receiving Jesus's love, I realized that I was never truly in love with any of my past relationships. Yeah, dude. And that I was pursuing emptiness, mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. Um, and I was so content with being single. I was like, oh, I dude. want Jesus and dude, this is, I am set. Like I'm I wanted you everyone right to leave me alone. Oh like, my I, goodness. Yeah. Oh dude, I'm telling you right now, I was so cool not dating you. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but bro, I was <laughs> so good. And the Lord was like, nope, you need her. Yeah, we, we No, were, I needed that woman. Now I know I needed her. Shoot. We were kind of dealing with different things because when when I first like started talking to you, I was like, it well, prior to talking to you, I was like, God really worked on my heart at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. Crazy how like all of this happened all in one year. Yeah, we're getting married I'm here gonna, soon, honey. I'm gonna we're gonna get married next year. Yeah. <laughs> um it's happening quick. In twenty twenty three, like this was like the best year ever. Um, but at the beginning of the year, God was really working on my heart with like, like about marriage and having kids. And he was changing my heart to desire his will for my life, which is to be a mother mm -hmm. and be a wife and serve my husband. And, and he was really teaching me about like submission and what godly marriages look like. And so he was putting that desire in my heart and I was getting frustrated because I was like, no man is filled with the spirit like this sucks yeah i was like i don't want to deal with this ever again like this is horrible and like right before you messaged me i was like all right i went on a prayer walk we already talked about this but i went on a prayer walk and i was like um i give up because god was basically like if you're gonna settle for someone that is not worthy of submitting to you're going to risk your future and your family like yeah. you're gonna put your kids in a horrible situation yep and i was like whatever i'm i give up and then i was like i still desire this because it was so oh my gosh i could literally feel it he was literally like you're gonna get married soon mm -hmm. like i promise you you're gonna get married soon and so i was like i'm just gonna write this prayer down and then 
This hot guy popped up. What the? You freaking chill out. PG, honey. Shit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and on the flip side, I always wanted to obviously marry a woman who wanted to have kids, take care of kids, um, and just be a mother. But in the space I was in, it was just a bunch of boss babes. And I'm like, am I going to have to freaking settle for one of these boss babes? I want to make a million dollars and have a Birkin bag. Not yeah. here. Yeah. Luckily, my honey doesn't care about any of that. Um, yeah. So here's a, here's a good line. The spirit's revelations bring inspiration, which turns into transformation. There we go. Information informs and revelations transform. Um, and that's something that I was writing about down yesterday because... You can get information from the Bible, other people, stuff like that, but that's not necessarily going to transform you. It's not until the Holy Spirit reveals to you that revelation um, or that changing of heart mm -hmm. until you're actually going to transform. And that kind of goes on the point of like, before her and I got saved, we would read the Bible. We got a ton of information. I got a ton of information from Proverbs. I'll I tell you what. I don't even know if I got information, honey. I'm not going to lie. I, okay. I well, desperately looked at the internet because I was like, I am not understanding what oh, this well is that, saying. Well, 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 that's fine. I just meant like in general, you learned. Um, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And you can, and that that's another point is um, if we go back on the point about talking about the love for Jesus is you wanting the desire to love Jesus more. That's what's going to take you out of the religious type um, legalistic, like legalistic type point and put you into more of a, like, I praise you. I worship you. Mm -hmm. I want to learn more about you. I want to be closer to you and stuff like that. That's what really changes it. Yeah. I, before I got saved, I was getting a lot of information, but I wasn't getting any revelation. And that's because I wasn't filled with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you get transformation until you get revelation and you're not going to get that until you're filled with the spirit mm -hmm. before then you're just going to get a bunch of information and you're going to be trying to follow all these things without actually loving jesus last point i wanted to make was just walking in holiness we'll go to first peter one verse two it says god the father knew you and chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy as a result you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of jesus christ what's holiness honey you want to walk me through that Having holiness? Yeah. Being clean. So what does being clean mean? Staying away from sin. Yes. Okay. So being clean essentially just means staying far away from sin. And I want to clarify this because my pastor talked about this last... Well, my old pastor, I watched his message still because I miss him. The temptation is not the sin. Mm -hmm. Okay. You acting on that temptation is the sin mm -hmm. we're all tempted mm -hmm. like we're tempted every single day mm -hmm. um it's just whether or not we're going to act on it yeah man yeah that's a really good point because a lot of uh a lot of people in my community will say can we pray for temptation and i'm like temptation's a great thing it just means that you're human yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like temptation's not a bad thing at all it's just about how you control the temptation mm -hmm. a better thing to say would be can we pray about how I can control my temptations? My self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Not just can we just pray and just I don't get tempted anymore. Yeah. Um, no, that's come on now. The devil Jesus works too. Was, Jesus was tempted. A lot. Um, oh, so this is the point I want to talk about like lukewarmness, honey. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, 
This is a whole nother episode in itself, but we can make some points on it. Yeah. So the point I wanted to make was someone who claims to pick up their cross every day, claims to walk in holiness, um, and then continuously repeats the same sin on repeat. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not one of those things where it's like you completely stop the sin immediately. Um, it's all about the changing of heart and true repentance mm -hmm. from that one specific sin. So one thing for me was uh, greediness um, with my business and money and wanting every, everything for myself. Um, and that's something that she's helped me out a lot. And there was even, there was even something today. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but um, I was watching a sermon and the Holy Spirit just like hit me and he was like, yeah, you need to do this. And it was basically something about money. I basically gave the money away and I've been holding it on to it for a long time because I thought it was mine um, and I wanted to hoard it in a way. So it's not any way of like, I've gotten a lot better, but it's still something that I've been working on. But that's what I mean about like true repentance and turning away. So that's all I got on that, honey. I think we're done here. <laughs> well, I also wanted to talk about, you mentioned like repenting sin. So okay. I just, I want to talk about like <coughs> all of that. Um, so that, that's another thing that like comes from the spirit, right? Is like, you feel a conviction that you're sinning. Mm -hmm. Obviously sin is in here. Um, but there might be some things that like you're not sure on. And if you feel a conviction from it, chances are you're not supposed to be doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's an action. It means turning away from sin. And then conviction, so a correction from the Holy Spirit within you, so that we keep using that term, conviction. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a correction. It's a loving correction. It's not like harsh. It's like, uh, you feel uneasy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not supposed to be doing this. And then confession, so admitting the sin was wrong. And you're basically agreeing with God that it is a sin. And then repentance, so turning from that sin, should be present in a believer's life. Um, so 1 John 1, 6 through 10, I'm going to read that real quick. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other in the blood of Jesus. His son cleanses us all from sin. Mm -hmm. I was spiritually in the dark mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. And I'm just going to say this. If you have to go to someone and ask them, is this okay? It's probably not. Yeah. Or if you're questioning it. So yeah. we talked about this, like certain sins or just certain things that are coming from like the Holy Spirit as convictions. It's kind of like. It, is this bad? Like, if you're like on the line and you're like questioning it, it's bad. Yeah. Um. So after talking about all of this, if you watch this whole episode and you're like, eh, I'm not sure if I have the spirit. Um, how do we receive the spirit, honey? Yeah. So, uh, in the book of in the book of Romans, Romans ten nine. Yeah, it says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord then you will be saved. Amen. Yeah, I hope this episode helped you guys. Um, you know, it's not Michelle and I's job to convince you mm -hmm. or anything like that. However, if, you know, you want to give your life to Jesus, then have that conversation with God and ask him, I don't know if I've received you yet. And again, he makes it 
very, very, very obvious. Um, and if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, just comment yes down below. And I guarantee you he's going to fill you immediately. Just confess and say, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I believe that you died on the cross, and I believe you rose three days later. I accept you into my heart. I repent from all my sins, and I will continue to pick up my cross every day and follow you. Mm-hmm. Say that. You're set. We'll you're see set. you in heaven. Yeah, see you in heaven, brother or sister. Um, and I also want to make this point real quick. Even the the devil knows Jesus mm-hmm. and knows who he is. So, oh, absolutely. It's not a matter of saying, like, yes, we say Jesus is Lord, right? But like, make him Lord of your life. Yeah, yeah. And yep. it's it's shown yep. through actions. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honey, yeah. if I just kept telling you that I loved you and I never served you ever, you would not believe me. That's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> that's absolutely correct. So why um, should we do that with Jesus? Right? Yeah, we should have confidence that yeah. we're saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the whole, um, is he actually your Lord of your life or do you just know him? Right. As the Lord. It literally says in the Bible that even the enemies know who he is. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of that. And that was me most of my life. I knew of him. I believed he was real. I just didn't fully accept him in my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome, honey. I think we nailed this one. What do you think? Um, If y'all liked this video, like it. Share it with your best friend. Also, better than four t-shirts. I have like 20 left. If y'all want to go buy some, um, link down below. Um, and yeah, we're dropping episodes every week. What else, honey? I love Texas. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, yeah. This area is sick. This we're going to a Cowboys game in like two weeks. I'm going to see my honey in some cowgirl boots. Ooh, okay. We need to end this episode. I ordered those, Ooh. by the way. Get naughty. <laughs>